Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. My name is Dave Taylor, and we're going to review SummerSlam 2023. Thanks for checking us out. Uh, we're a wrestling podcast out of the, uh, the Tidewater area of Virginia, or Hampton Roads, or Coaster, Virginia, or whatever it's called this week. Uh, we're from a couple of radio stations, FM99.com and 1069tofox.com. That's where you can find us on their uh, websites there. FM99.com under the media tab and 1069tofox.com also on the media tab. We're a couple of rock stations, FM99 and 106.9 The Fox. Here you go. Uh, you can find us on social media, Facebook and Twitter, ESPR99. And while well, you're listening to us, maybe on the website or maybe on a podcast app, Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iTunes. I think I already said that one, but uh, yeah, uh, just search ESPR Wrestling in your favorite podcast app, and there's a pretty good chance we're going to show up somehow. We're even listed on IMDb. So how awesome is that? Uh, congrats to whoever put that together. That, that's amazing. All the episodes linked right there on IMDb. I am listed on IMDb for my quote-unquote acting skills, but uh, but to be up there uh, with ESPR, that is pretty cool. So again, thanks for uh, checking us out. Getting close to episode 300. If you missed the uh, Russell, or she should say, if you missed the SummerSlam preview, well, we did that on Facebook. Uh, did not have time. Was going to do an episode. And, um, you know, things change. That's never been heard in the wrestling world. So you can check out the preview on our Facebook page, ESPR 99. I think I did pretty good on the predictions. Except one thing I did not completely think of. And other things I thought, well, this is a possibility it could happen. And, and it sort of did. And we'll get into that. So eight scheduled matches for SummerSlam. And we did get a different one, a ninth one. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. But we'll start it off with a hot match that uh, kicked off the uh, show. Uh, we got Logan Paul taking on Ricochet. And I will say this. You know, we did get a couple of cuts. Uh, we, we didn't get uh, Rhea Ripley, Raquel Rodriguez. We didn't get Becky and Trish. Uh, you know, they, They've had you know, quite the feud going since... Uh, well, before or just after WrestleMania. But uh, and here we are. You know, they get cut, and these matches are really long. Now, Triple H did say afterwards that, you know, the matches were cut like he doubled down saying, you know, we just didn't want to take the crowd out of it. And there was moments where the crowd was out of the show because there was so much going on. Uh, I, I can understand the exhaustion. And I tell you what, that opening match, a uh, hot match, and pretty exhausting as well. Logan Paul taking on Ricochet, uh, a lot of spots with this. A couple things I didn't like, some things outside the match uh, or outside the ring. Try to do some stuff out there. I don't know. I, I didn't like how that looked, but uh, but I but this was an enjoyable match. I tell you about Logan Paul. Uh, the dude is outstanding, and uh, you know if you weren't a fan, uh, you, you do have to appreciate his skill. I mean, he's brought it in pretty much every match he's been in. You know, he he doesn't go in halfway. Uh, and him and Ricochet, man. I mean, I don't know. If this is going to be like the only match they're going to have, but uh, but it was great. Uh, you know, then the end came. When uh, Logan Paul was laying on a canvas and one of his like dudes or entourage guys slipped him some brass knuckles, which, you know, I thought Rick or I thought, uh, you know, Logan Paul had this, you know, nasty, you know, punch anyway, but he uh, punches Ricochet, hides the uh, brass knuckles and gets the pin one, two, three in the ring. Not much of an angle. I mean, there was some moments uh, where uh, Samantha Irvin, who, um, you know, was, was, you know, you know, like they made a point like she was wearing a matching outfit with Logan Paul. Uh, that, uh, you know, he wanted her to say her name twice or his name twice when he won. That's what, uh, Logan Paul wanted. He wanted Samantha to say his name again, but she didn't. 
But uh, I don't know if there's much of an angle or if this is going to be it. But they had a great match. And if they do it again, I'm fine with that. Uh, I, I felt like the match should go long, 18 minutes, a lot of close falls there. And, you know, that's like the theme of the night. But there you go. Uh, next match. I was surprised this was match number two because usually he would open up the show or close the show. Uh, you had Brock Lesnar taking on Cody Rhodes. And I thought the storytelling of this match was fantastic. Uh, you know, it was almost like where Brock didn't want to put Cody away and kept throwing him out of the ring, trying to get a count out attempt. And, you know, just kept yelling at uh, at Cody, you know, taking him to Suplex City. Uh, th- then Cody recovered. The crowd was hot for this match. Crowd was really into this match. And it was, it was an entertaining match. I enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, Brock, uh, you know, gave everything to Cody. Cody made the big comeback. And they hit him with, uh, you know, the uh, Cody cutters, everything else. And then uh, at the end, giving crossroads to Cody Rowe, or <laughs> giving crossroads to Brock Lesnar three times, putting him away and beating him clean. Yeah, Cody beat Brock clean right in the, uh, almost in the middle of the ring. And uh, after the match, and, uh, you know, from what I've seen some reports, I don't know if this is scripted or not. Uh, but uh, Brock, I don't say passing the torch, if you will, but but raising Cody's hands, you know, basically, you know, putting him over, giving him the respect and everything. And that's what kind of seemed to be like the theme of this match. Uh, if you go back and watch, it was, you know, Brock to say, you know, Cody, take the count out. You know, you don't have to do this. And 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 then, uh, you know, and then Cody coming back and beating Brock. So Brock, you know, giving him the respect. And I don't know if you want to say passing the torch. I mean, that was my thoughts last night. I'd seen some of that online and. People are debating that. So, did he? Yeah, let me know. ESPR99. You can always email the show. ESPR at FM99.com if you want to email the show. Next up was the 25-man uh, uh, Ching Slim Jim SummerSlam Battle Royal. Because you got to get the sponsor mentioned there, though. They're not affiliated with the show. Uh, but here we go. That will give me the order of elimination. And I thought it was interesting because, you know, some guys get an entrance. Some guys don't on television. So, you can kind of tell, like, who's important. And who's not sometimes? And you're like, oh, yeah, this guy's still there. Uh, Apollo Cruz, he was the first one out. Then J.D. McDowell, uh, he, he's back. And then he got tossed. Uh, Rick Boogs. Oh, by the way, before the Battle Royale started, um, Omas was announced to be in the match. So he was the last participant announced by MVP. MVP and he threw out a lot of people, like Apollo and J.D. and uh, Rick Boogs. And then you had, like, Otis and Ivar and Eric were gone. Shinsuke taken out by Tomasa Ciampa. Then Tomasa Ciampa got eliminated. Cameron Grimes was gone. Austin Theory didn't last that long. I was kind of surprised. He was gone. And then Santos Escobar. And then you got uh, Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser from Perium. They were gone. And then the Brawling Brutes, uh, Rich Holland and Butch were eliminated. And then uh, Matt Riddle, a lot of that by Omos there. And then uh, everybody, uh, the Miz, Grayson Wallen, Kieran Cross, uh, Chad Gable, Bronson Reed, AJ Styles, and Sheamus all teamed up and uh, and Ellie Knight to uh, eliminate Omos. That got a, a pretty big pop there. And it was a, a quick battle royal. It's about uh, 12 minutes in that. Uh, now, initially, I, I had a prediction that, uh, you know, Grayson Wallen may win this match. And then, like, The Rock is going to show up. I said, if there's no Rock, then Ellie Knight's going to win. Well, The Miz got eliminated. The Grayson Wall got eliminated. I was like, okay, well, I can see where this is going. Uh, Karrion Cross, he was the next out. And then uh, Chad Cable, who, by the way, I thought Chad had a great battle royal, this, the way he was trying to throw people around. And the face, I tell you what, man, face Chad Gable has been fantastic. No, thank you. And, and everything enough with, uh, you know, Maxine Dupree and, and that's just uh, been phenomenal. It quite a change for Maxine for, 
you know, where they were a few months ago with this. Uh, Bronson Reed was next out. Uh, the AJ Styles taken out by Karrion Cross and said it's not over. And then it was Sheamus and Ellie Knight. Ellie Knight eliminates Sheamus and one of the huge pops of the night in Detroit. Ellie Knight wins the Battle Royal, and I, I guess he gets a future title shot at Ricochet. Is that how this is going to work? Of course, uh, Ricochet is uh, going to fight uh, Santos Escobar SmackDown on Friday, so uh, I guess we know who's winning that one. And that, But, uh, you know, fun Battle Royal for, for what it was. You know, you had a couple of moments, and it's a Battle Royal, so give it or take it. Uh, the next match, I thought the build for this was really good. But uh, just how it came together, I uh, it didn't do a lot for me. Shayna Baszler uh, and Ronda Rousey in an MMA rules match. And, uh, I, you know, I don't know if this is a come down because you like two come down matches in a row. But, like, the crowd just didn't care. Uh, it's a shame. Um, you know, I, I think maybe because of this with – I thought, the, like I said, I thought them feuding and everything and, and the promos going back and forth were great. Uh, but maybe because of the style of the match, it just didn't work here. Um because there was a couple of like boring chants, which you just hate to hear that on a uh, premium live event or pay per view. And uh, but Shayna Baszler defeats Ronda Rousey by technical submission. I mean, the highlights of the match was uh, Shayna kicking Ronda in the head, and then you had uh, Shayna acting like her arm was hurting, and then uh, Ronda like pushing away some officials and stuff. And I got a brief pop, and then uh, Shayna just yeah put Ronda away. And that was it. I don't know if Ronda's done or if there's going to be another match for this. Well, they'll have like a wrestling match. I don't know. It's like a best of three or we'll be done with that. Uh, next match was a fun match and a hard-hitting match for the Intercontinental Championship. Guther versus a Drew McIntyre. Uh, and I predicted Guther winning this. My concern was like, well, you know, Drew hasn't really been back doing anything. He hasn't really wrestled a whole lot. It's like, you know, is he back to win or is he going to lose and do whatever? Uh, physical match. These guys uh, hit the holy heck out of each other. And you get to see it on him, man. I mean, just they had like a slap fest going back and forth, just uh, chopping each other. He had that going on. Uh, then he had, you know, Drew hit the uh, Claymore kick at one time. I thought, oh, my gosh, this is going to be it. That uh, Guther kicked out of that. Uh, Guther hitting a powerbomb. Drew kicking out of that. And then he had the spot at the end where Guther was on the top ropes and Drew was up there. Then Drew got pushed off and, uh, you know, got, uh, I guess, what, crotched on the ropes? I guess is that the word we're looking for? And then uh, Guther... You know, hits him with a power bomb. I, three great moves. I mean, just to put him away. I mean, I thought it was a great sequence. And Guther is your Intercontinental Champion. And uh, he's about a month away from breaking Honky's record. So Honky Talk Man's record in jeopardy. Because I don't see, you know, Guther losing in the next 30 days. You know, no, nobody on the Raw roster is obviously going to come in and make that happen. I wonder if, like, Honky would be out there. You know, when he breaks the record or something. And then try to hit him with a guitar, and then Gunther like takes it and then like smashes it over him or somebody else or something. I, they got to do something. We're a month away from that, and I never thought that record would fall. I mean, I was watching wrestling back when the Honky Talk Man was Intercontinental Champion. I know some people like him, um, and I'm going to say this: a lot of his matches were terrible. <laughs> um, I mean, this some of them are all right, but like WrestleMania four, terrible match against Brutus Beefcake, and you go, "Ah, oh, it's Brutus." No, no, no. It was just terrible all around. Um, you know, even the match where he won the title, like, wasn't great. Uh, this WrestleMania match against Jake Roberts at three uh, was short, so not much to take on there. I mean, the only match I probably liked of his was him taking on uh, Hogan at Saturday Night's main event. That was actually pretty entertaining. And, uh, and Dusty Rhodes at SummerSlam 89. That was about it. But uh, a lot of his matches when he was champion, because you just get DQ'd. It was just like, oh, here we go again. 
So anyways, but uh, yeah, Gunther, still your IC champion. Next match, uh, and I, I got this wrong, uh, this was the World Heavyweight Championship match, and I thought uh, you know, they had Finn Balor challenging Seth freaking Rollins, and I thought Finn was going to pull this one out. Uh, and the story is kind of interesting because uh, entertaining match, and then you got Judgment Day coming out, and uh, Damian Priest has his briefcase there, and uh, you know he wanted to give it to Finn to use in Seth Rollins. Finn's like, hey, let's stick to plan A here. And then um, you know, later in the match, all the distractions, and then uh, Damian tosses Finn the briefcase, or into the ring, I should say, not to Finn. And Finn was going to go get crawling on the ground. Seth uh, stomps Finn under the briefcase and then wins the match, one, two, three, and uh, Seth Rollins retains. And, yeah, the crowd really got into this match, especially when Judgment Day showed up and stuff. Of course, they hate Dominic and – and everybody else that was there, it was, uh, you know, I, I thought maybe, oh, we're going to get it. Um, I didn't think we would get a cash-in from Damian Priest in this situation. We did get one later in the next match. But, uh, but yeah, congrats, uh, Seth Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins, still your world champion. The next match, the triple threat match for the uh, WWE Women's Championship. And this was a pretty good match. Uh, and I thought, you know, going in, uh, are we going to get a usual triple threat match? You know, two people in the ring, somebody gets thrown out, and they're waiting for the turn to come back. Uh, we didn't really get that. Lots of times in this match, all three women were in the match. You don't get too many triple threat matches of this way. and That, that kind of, to me, helped the match out uh, quite a bit. Uh, and he had a spot where outside where Bianca Belair did the spot on the steps and uh, she acted like her knee was hurt. And at first the reaction was like, oh, man, this is legit or whatever else. But then you're like, oh, no, they keep showing it. It's definitely an angle. And uh, she was you know, being carried uh, to the back. And then she saw what's going on in the ring. She ran in the ring and broke things up. And then uh, Charlotte put the uh, the figure eight on Bianca Belair. Oscar with the mist in Charlotte's eyes. Oscar went up to Bianca, and uh, Bianca rolled her up and won the uh, WWE Women's Championship. And I was kind of shocked by that. I didn't think Bianca was going to win. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're putting the belt back on her. Uh, but uh, give credit where credit is due because I wasn't even thinking. About it, but uh, Eos guy and Bailey came down to the ring, and and uh, Bailey with her briefcase uh, hit Asuka, and they hit Charlotte, and then they go into the ring, and uh, Bailey tries to attack Bianca Belair with the briefcase, but she misses, and then Eos guy grabs it, hits uh, Bianca Belair, and cashes in her money in the bank, and you know we we didn't get the whole like, are you sure you want to cash in? Are you sure you want to cash in? You know they draw that out, and uh, Jessica Carr just took it and they announced it. Eel Sky was cashing in, and then the uh, big moon saw it off the uh, top rope onto Bianca Belair. Eel Sky is your new WWE Women's Champion. It was an awesome moment to me. I loved it. Uh, a longtime fan of Eel Sky from NXT in here, and it's so happy to see this. So I, I hope they do this right, man. It was uh, it's just, just so cool to see her win this. And then the celebration was even better because Dakota Kai has been hurt. She showed up. Yeah, she returned, uh, and they had a big celebration in the ring. That got a nice pop as well. People realized, holy crap, it's Dakota Kai because she's been, she's been hurt. But I, I thought that was a, a very awesome moment, and uh, just nice to see uh, Damage Control doing that. But, uh, yeah, very cool. Very, very cool, and we'll see how that goes. And now you got Asuka and Bianca Belair that are, should be chasing Eos guy. Even sets up for some tag matches down the road with uh, EO and Bailey. So how's that going to work? Because you know we saw all this dissension being teased, uh, and, and then uh, you know, of course, Dakota being hurt kind of maybe changed some plans, as they say. 
And, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of potential right there. Please don't screw this up. All right, we had the main event of the evening. Uh, Roman Reigns, uh, the uh, defending Universal, undisputed Universal champion, and also the uh, uh, putting up the Tribal Chief recognition on the line against Jey Uso. Uh, this was a long match. It, it, it didn't feel as long as it did because I was watching it. It's like, man, this is 36 minutes long. Holy crap. Uh, There's a lot going on in this match. There were some things that were good, uh, but there were some times where, you know, getting the weapons, everything else, you know, a lot of things get, have, uh, just get drawn out when it comes to uh, Roman Reigns matches. And I don't know if they could tighten these up a little bit, kind of got that with the tag match as well. Uh, but it's just never, like, felt that, like, Jay was going to win this match. I, I don't know why. Like, you know, you, you're pulling for him, but just the way everything was going, like, you're just waiting for something to happen. I was waiting for the ref bump, but it was a, you know, tribal combat match, so that would have mattered. But uh, Solo Sokola did show up, and, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, Jay eventually put him through a table. You know, there were some spots back and forth. Oh, they went to the crowd, by the way, during this match, and they fought into the crowd. <laughs> there was some guy who was being very obnoxious, and he's like, ah, what are you doing this? Do you your old brother, uh, Solo, and all this other stuff, and, and just yelling, and eventually they got away from that guy um, when uh, Solo dragged Jay back through the crowd. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so Jay puts uh, Solo through a table, spears Roman Reigns, one, Two, somebody pulls him out, some guy in a hoodie, because we've seen this before, and we see that it's Jimmy Uso. Now, I thought this was going to go two ways, that, that Jimmy was going to do this or Jimmy was going to accidentally cause Jay the match. This was no accident here. Uh, but they kind of made reference to it. You know, there's just, there should be no surprise. I mean, the crowd did act surprised because you're like, oh, crap, this, they are really doing this. Uh you know, like Paul the whole time, Paul Heyman the whole time is going, yeah, you know, your brother's in the hospital and, you know, you know, you know, it's all your fault. It's all your fault, Jay. It's all your fault that Jimmy's in the hospital, Jay. So they played that. So you kind of figured, well, he's going to show up and cost Jay the match. So he did. You know, uh, Jay, uh, you know, gets the pinfall broken up by Jimmy. Jimmy pulls him out, you know, beats up Jay, throws Jay back in the ring, walks away. Roman spears Jay through the table that was set up. You knew that was going to happen. And then uh, Roman retains. Oh, by the way, one spot in the match, too. Uh, Roman did accidentally spear Solo Sokoa. And uh, and so and they kind of had to look at each other a little bit later on. Like, Solo didn't feel respected there. So that's probably building up. Maybe it's going to be a, a fatal four-way or some tag matches or whatever else. Uh, I, I don't know. You know, this is, this is the ending we knew we were going to get. And we don't like it. I, not that I mean I figured Roman would retain, but I think the whole like the Usos kind of thing. I don't know. I I was like, well, I know this is going to happen, but I wish they wouldn't do it, and and they did it. And I don't know if that was the best thing that they did, but I guess we'll have to tune in Friday and see how this goes. So I, I don't know uh, if that was like the best way to do this. I'm trying to think of what makes sense not to do like fantasy booking, but they, uh, you know, could have had you know. Jay, you know, accident, or Jimmy accidentally take out Jay. Like, he's there for his brother, and then he accidentally, you know, costs him to be defeated. I think that would have been a better ending. But uh, but there you go. Roman, still your undisputed WWE Universal Champion, and also your Tribal Chief as well. So I don't know if there's going to be a ceremony at SmackDown. We'll see on Friday. But there you go. There's your review of uh, SummerSlam 2023. Uh, I mean, it's not like a can't-miss show. But I mean, but there are some things there, you know, the the uh, the the big celebration for LA Knight winning uh, Cody and Brock 
EO Sky winning the uh, the women's championship and Gunther and Drew. You know, I mean, like the matches, they're long. Um, <laughs> that's one thing. I mean, an eight out of ten. You know, it, it's it, it's a B. You know, it's a solid show. Was it a great show? No. Um, I mean, it was a good show. It was great. It was good. It was good. Eight out of ten. I think that that's pretty solid. Better than SummerSlam 1993, which I saw in person in Detroit many years ago. 30 years ago. Holy crap. That was a long time ago. There you go. That's your review of SummerSlam 2023. We are Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat ESPR 99 on Facebook and Twitter. You can always email us your comments, your thoughts. That way or at ESPR at FM99.com. And uh, check us out many different podcast apps. And uh, give us a subscribe. Let it uh, get a notification when we release new material. And as always, my name is Dave Taylor. Thanks for checking us out. Make sure you eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Have a great day.